Problem 14 of Mathematical Problems by Professor David Hilbert. Translated by Dr. Mary Winston Newson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Problem 14. Proof of the finiteness of certain complete systems of functions. In the theory of algebraic invariance, Questions as to the finiteness of complete systems of forms deserve, as it seems to me, particular interest. L. Maurer has lately succeeded in extending the theorems on finiteness in invariant theory proved by P. Gordon and myself to the case where, instead of the general projective group, any subgroup is chosen as the basis for the definition of invariance. An important step in this direction had been taken already by A. Hurwitz, who, by an ingenious process, succeeded in effecting the proof in its entire generality of the finiteness of the system of orthogonal invariance of an arbitrary ground form. The study of the question as to the finiteness of invariance has led me to a simple problem which includes that question as a particular case and whose solution probably requires a decidedly more minutely detailed study of the theory of elimination and of Kronecker's algebraic modular systems than has yet been made. Let a number m of integral rational functions capital X1, capital X2, through capital XM of the n variables lowercase x1, lowercase x2, through lowercase xn be given, where capital X1 is a function f sub 1 on lowercase x1 through lowercase xn, capital X2 is equal to a function f sub 2 on the variables lowercase x1 through lowercase xn, and so on until capital Xm is equal to a function f sub m on the variables lowercase x1 through lowercase xn. Call this substitution capital S. Every rational integral combination of capital X1 through capital XM must evidently always become, after substitution of the above expressions, a rational integral function of lowercase x1 through lowercase xn. Nevertheless, there may well be rational fractional functions of capital X1 through capital XM, which, by the operation of the substitution S, become integral functions in lowercase x1 through lowercase xn. Every such rational function of capital X1 through capital xm, which becomes integral in lowercase x1 through lowercase xn, after the application of the substitution s, I propose to call a relatively integral function of capital X1 through capital xm. Every integral function of capital X1 through capital XM is evidently also relatively integral. Further, the sum, difference, and product of relative integral functions are themselves relatively integral. 
The resulting problem is now to decide whether it is always possible to find a finite system of relatively integral function, capital X1 through capital XM, by which every other relatively integral function of capital X1 through capital XM may be expressed rationally and integrally. We can formulate the problem still more simply if we introduce the idea of a finite field of integrality. By a finite field of integrality, I mean a system of functions from which a finite number of functions can be chosen, in terms of which all other functions of the system are rationally and integrally expressible. Our problem amounts, then, to this. To show that all relatively integral functions of any given domain of rationality always constitute a finite field of integrality. It naturally occurs to us also to refine the problem by restrictions drawn from number theory, by assuming the coefficients of the given functions f sub 1 through f sub m to be integers and including among the relatively integral functions of capital X sub 1 through capital X sub m, only such rational functions of these arguments as become, by the application of the substitution s, rational integral functions of lowercase x sub 1 through lowercase x n, with rational integral coefficients. The following is a simple particular case of this refined problem. Let m integral rational functions of capital X sub 1 through capital X sub m of one variable x with integral rational coefficients and a prime number p be given. Consider the system of those integral rational functions of x which can be expressed in the form g of capital X1 through capital Xm over p to the power of h, where g is a rational integral function of the arguments capital X1 through capital Xm, and p to the power of h is any power of the prime p. Earlier investigations of mine show immediately that all such expressions for a fixed exponent h form a finite domain of integrality. But the question here is whether the same is true for all exponents h, i.e. whether a finite number of such expressions can be chosen by means of which, for every exponent h, every other expression of that form is integrally and rationally expressible. From the boundary region between algebra and geometry, I will mention two problems. The one concerns enumerative geometry and the other the topology of algebraic curves and surfaces. End of problem 14. Recording by Prachi Pense, Wilmington, Delaware.